Now, today's insight. It's six months since New Zealand's multi-billion dollar kiwi fruit industry was rocked by the discovery in the Bay of Plenty of a vine-killing disease called PSA. Confirmation of the disease on an orchard near Te Puki in early November sent nervous shudders through the industry as outbreaks in Italy and South Korea had destroyed large areas of vines. Hugh Chappelle investigates how damaging PSA has been for the kiwi fruit industry and the business community in Bay of Plenty and the possible implications for the future. We were horribly gutted and it just came in out of the blue and it just looked like a piece of disease had been dropped in the middle of the orchard because we couldn't explain how, how it got there and then it just started to spread. Russell West, whose five-hectare block of gold kiwi fruit on Mark Road, just south of Tepuki, was the first one suspected of having the bacterial disease Pseudomonas syringae actinidia, or PSA. He and his brother Peter saw unusual speckling on leaves in late October. When some vines showed signs of dying, they contacted plant and food research and the kiwi fruit exporter Zespri. Russell West says after tests confirmed the orchard was infected with PSA, he was told to take drastic action. The advisors in Zespri were, were saying, if you can see the speckles here, the disease is also on the surrounding leaves, even though you can't see it yet. So it's always one step ahead of you. So when they were saying, cut out a vine, I'd say, well, can I just cut out the cane next door and the cane on the other side? They're saying no. And then, well, I went over with a chainsaw to cut out a vine one day and I couldn't do it. And I cut most of it away and then two days later I could see that it was spreading. And the one day I said to him, look, if you want someone to cut out the whole orchard because of this, you'd better direct me to do it because it's too hard. And um, a couple of days later, sure enough, they came and they said, for the good of the industry, we think you should cut your orchard right off. Russell West says based on last year's returns from the orchard, that means a loss in income this year of over $600,000. Peter West has managed the block since it was grafted in 1998 from the green to the gold variety of kiwi fruit. He says it's been like watching a baby grow into a teenager. So the outbreak of PSA was heartbreaking. Initially, you go into shock and you think, why is it happening? And the next thing is you've got to listen to the advice of experts, or so-called experts. There was conflicting ideas of what to do. There is more questions than answers. And there's meant to be a lot of people working on this, and really the answers have not arrived as yet. And when you see it spreading through an orchard, and I'm talking probably um, 120 metres over two days, you can physically see it moving down the rows. It's scary, especially when you'd had a nice crop on here. Zespri's chief executive, Lane Jager, says the discovery of PSA sent shockwaves through the industry. We have seen what damage PSA can do to industries in Korea and Italy, and so its arrival here was very unwelcome. Globally, this hasn't been a major finding. It's a big domestic issue, and it created enormous pressure. Three days after PSA was confirmed, MAF Biosecurity had rapid response teams on the ground in Tepuki to isolate the West's orchard and neighbouring kiwifruit blocks. The Assistant Director-General Barry O'Neill says there were three priorities to identify how many orchards might have PSA, try to limit its spread and then decide whether it was technically feasible to eradicate the disease. We were aware that this bacteria is an airborne bacteria. The scattered nature of the properties meant that to actually try and eradicate it and put around it a buffer zone would mean a huge area. And when we did the cost-benefits, we were already exceeding the financial go-no-go threshold with respect to the spread of the infection that we knew that was present. So within a week of 
the uh, investigation beginning, we were of the opinion that eradication, as we traditionally could attempt, would not be successful in this case. MAF Biosecurity's response manager David Yard oversaw the issuing of what were called restricted place notices on infected orchards. We had a restricted place manager appointed to each one, so they would have meetings with the growers on a pretty regular basis. Quite often it was on a daily basis because many of the orchardists had never come across this situation, so we need to keep them informed about what they can and can't do. And orchardists and industry were very cooperative right from the start. David Yard says initially MAF had 150 staff working on the response, most of them in Bay of Plenty, which produces 80% of the export crop. Jenny and Andrew Natush own 15 hectares of gold kiwi fruit in the Pongakawa Valley, about 40 kilometres southwest of Tepuki. She believed being so far from the initial outbreak meant they were safe. We actually thought this was payback for living so far out of the, the centre of the region. And um, we congratulated ourselves for a couple of days and, and thought, well, we'd better go out and just inspect our orchard anyway and found some spotted leaves and thought, well, if you look hard enough, you'll find spotted leaves on just about any plant. But, no, we took some photographs and Zespri came out or MAF came out and tested. And one Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock, we got a phone call saying, you've tested positive. It was terrifying. Jenny Natouche says as soon as PSA was confirmed on their orchard, she and her husband immediately introduced hygiene measures to reduce the risk of spreading the disease from one part of the orchard to another. The biggest thing is a, a mental change in understanding that, yes, you do actually have to stop the car, stop the tractor and make sure that it's clean and think about where you've been when you go out outside your orchard when, you, when you're coming home. Where have you been and, and is that a risk? The cost is insignificant with the risk involved in losing vines, losing part or all of your orchard. It's a huge capital cost. Within a week of PSA being identified, 27 kiwifruit orchards near Tepuki, Edgecombe and Fokotane were confirmed as having the disease, as well as several in Hawke's Bay and west of Nelson. Zespri's Grower Services Manager Carol Ward says there was a lot of effort put into communicating with growers. We did that directly through letters, we had grower meetings, we had email publications, we had text, we had YouTube videos, we went into a whole raft um, of very intense communication with our growers and we also recognised that uh, you know, the media had a really important role to play as well, so through news conferences and media releases, also utilising that as a, as a means of talking with the growers and also reassuring the general public that this was about the vines, this was not about the health of the fruit. The PSA outbreak occurred when beekeepers were busy moving hives into orchards to pollinate kiwifruit vines. Arataki honey from Waitapu, south of Rotorua, supplies more than 5,000 hives every spring to Bay of Plenty kiwifruit growers. The managing director, Russell Berry, says the discovery of PSA had an immediate impact on the company's operations. We had to make sure we didn't shift beehives from one orchard area, like Sapotegi, to Tipuki. Our biggest disruption was to make sure we didn't move any vegetative matter from one orchard to another. So we uh, disinfected our tyres, etc., uh, going into the orchard. We encouraged the orchardists to put um, carpet down with disinfectant so we could run over it. And we restricted the placement of hives so we, we didn't have to push past the vines. Because if you get leaves 
on your truck between the beehives, then you can get those leaves coming off in another orchard. About a fortnight after PSA was discovered, Zespri, on behalf of the industry, successfully lobbied the government to contribute an equal share of a $50 million package to help compensate affected growers. There was only one stipulation. The industry had to agree to an aggressive management plan to control the disease, either by cutting back infected vines or removing them altogether. Zespri held meetings in all the major kiwi fruit growing regions seeking support for the package. The opinions from some of more than 400 growers who attended a meeting in Tepuki were mixed. What's important is we get this moved on right now, that we don't wait as an industry in 10 years' time, we don't want to be dealing with this. The two blocks I've got that supposedly are affected, and I assume they are, are carrying 50% more fruit than last year. My size is fantastic, and there's no sign of dieback, there's nothing. If the money's available, we'll have it now because we want to spend it quick and we want to spend it effectively and we want to have a real shot at dealing with this problem. I'm a green grower. I can't afford to be paying money. Our returns have been poor and um, I just don't think it's good enough. Lane Jager from Zespri says it was a grave situation for some growers. The medicine here is very tough and we need to recognise that. We're talking about, about going in and removing plant material, destroying vines uh, on orchards. At the same time, the collective will of the industry is clear. We need to get on top of this, we need to move with urgency, we need to deal with it, and as a strong, united industry, we will do that. In the end, growers nationally voted to support the $50 million package, which Zespri estimated was sufficient to cover the removal and regrafting of up to 740 hectares of kiwifruit. By early December, the industry had set up an independent body called Kiwi Fruit Vine Health. It was charged with overseeing an aggressive management plan to control PSA, arranging financial assistance for growers who had to cut out vines, and developing a long-term strategy for the disease. A board of directors representing all sectors of the industry appointed a former Kiwi Fruit Packhouse Chief Executive John Burke, who's also a grower, as KVH's general manager. For me it was a matter of dealing with various concerns out there but at the same time focusing on the job at hand to um, take an aggressive management strategy with the disease which um, from um, December onwards we had identified was in a fairly confined area. Tupuki calls itself the kiwi fruit capital of the world but local business leaders weren't initially concerned about the possible flow-on effect of PSA reducing growers' incomes and their retail spending. The town is prosperous. The town is actually continuing to grow. People have the impression that Tipuki is reliant solely on kiwi fruit. We have uh, agriculture, horticulture, we have the sea. Uh, so we have a lot of industry here besides kiwi fruit. By early January, plant and food scientists had identified two types of the bacterial disease. One was labelled the Asian-like isolate, which only caused leaf spotting on vines. The other, which was more virulent and caused severe symptoms in gold kiwifruit vines, was labelled the Italian or V isolate. Its DNA profile was found to be similar to the strain of PSA, which wiped out an 84-hectare orchard of gold kiwifruit in the Lazio region of Italy in 2008. Tipuki-based Seeker, which is New Zealand's largest post-harvest and kiwifruit orcharding company, had a financial interest in that orchard. The chief executive, Michael Frank, says the Italian experience made him extremely nervous when PSA was discovered near Tipuki. In reality, over 36 months, um, now we know that 80 to 90% of the gold orchards right across Italy have been cut out because of their infection of the, the disease that kills the vines. The rate of infection here has been fast. We've seen all of the symptoms in one season. We're over there, they saw it in, you know, 
progressively over a number of seasons. So, look, it's every bit as bad here as it was there. Robbie Ellison, who grows gold and green kiwi fruit near Tepuki, was one of the first to find out his orchard was infected with the V strain of PSA. He found dieback on vines in part of the gold block, and when tests confirmed it was PSA, he was advised to cut out almost a hectare or 20% of the orchard. It was an extremely tough decision, but at that point, uh, we were the most, or one of three orchards on the most westerly boundary of the known infection. And the thing that drove me mostly at that point was that we were the leading edge, and if we could stop it at that point, that was the thing to do. So you felt some sort of moral responsibility? Yes, we, we did, absolutely. Um, you know, the industry was trying to contain it in as small an area as possible at that point. Um, we were the outside edge, so to speak, or the most western part of it, so um, I did feel a, an obligation to remove that block. Um, at about that time, the strategy changed on the green, and once that happened... Um, I didn't feel so much pressure to, to cut the back block out, which did have a crop on for this year. The block we cut out was on strings. It was first-year crop next year. So it was looking good, and unfortunately it's uh, now back to square one. By the end of January, growers had removed 20 hectares of vines. Testing of leaf samples confirmed PSA was present on 141 green and gold orchards in all growing areas except Northland. The majority were in a priority zone which Kiwi Fruit Vine Health established within a 23-kilometre area south of Tepuki. John Cook, who has a gold orchard inside the zone, had to cut out three hectares of gold Kiwi Fruit Vines. Pretty catastrophic for us, but the support that's been provided by the industry as a whole is um, way ahead of any other horticultural industry in the world that I've observed. And I think that it's a huge benefit to um, have that support that we have as an industry and because the industry is a united industry it's been able to provide that. Kiwifruit's been really good to us and we don't believe that at this stage there's any credible alternative so we have to optimistically look to um, how we solve this problem and move forward from there. But not every grower felt compelled to follow Kiwifruit Vine Health's advice. Rob Bailey owns a block of green kiwi fruit about a kilometre from the centre of the priority zone. We were identified with a PSA V. Primary symptoms they were spotty leaves. Um, the information that we got from KVH was that PSA was spreading. We were put under a lot of pressure, basically asked to cut the vines off. That was going to be the most responsible thing to do. We fought that um, decision and uh, today we have not got one dead vine not a dead cane and uh, no dead fruit. We've got a perfectly good crop and I'm more than happy with the vine health and I have a full orchard. Fellow grower Russell Baker also decided not to remove infected vines from a green kiwi fruit block, which was found to have the Asian isolate. As long as things are holding their pattern OK, I, I didn't want to interfere with nature and, and upset the balance. Uh, so the attitude I've taken really is that hang on for as long as I can and hopefully get the crop off, everything's looking good with it at the moment, and then we'll deal to it pretty seriously with a spray program once the crop's gone. But we don't want to uh, mess with the vines at this stage and uh, upset the crop or, or do damage to the younger growth that's there. Rob Bailey says the decision to defy Kiwifruit Vine Health's advice came at a cost. We were ostracised, in my view, um, made to feel as though we were going to be responsible for the spread of the disease with the so-called inoculum that was being produced by the green orchards. 
Um, we weren't against cutting vines off. In fact, I've seen vines that needed to have been cut out. We don't argue that, but they had secondaries. That's the exudates or the dieback. Yes, we will cut out the moment we see secondaries, and we did not see any of that, so we were not confident, but that was our policy. John Burke from Kiwi Fruit Vine Health says telling growers to cut out vines wasn't universally popular, but it was necessary. At the end of the day, growers had to make that call. Um, the financial support package was put in front of them to, to initially encourage people to remove infection, and most of them took that up. KVH wasn't forcing that upon growers. They had to sit down and, and make that decision themselves, and most of them have taken that up in the understanding that uh, there may be some issues in terms of uh, recovery of their vines. David Yard from MAF says the initial decision to remove infected vines was the only sensible course of action. You've got to put this into context. PSA itself is a highly infectious disease. It can be spread quite easily through wind, through rain, through contact, and it is likely to be uh, sapped just there on the shelter belt, on soils. It is actually what we call a saprophyte, so it's not only within the plant. New Zealand kiwifruit growers, or NZKGI, represents the commercial and political interests of all growers. The President, Peter Ombler, says the past six months have been very stressful, both for growers with infected blocks and their neighbours who wonder when, rather than if, the disease will strike their vines. This is enormously difficult for people, and you know it's people's life, life's work in many cases. Through KVH we have um, case managers, and they, they are working through growers' situations with them individually. And they, they are quite skilled people in terms of managing those situations. But if people do become you know, extremely stressed because of their personal situation, I think we need to acknowledge that that needs full professional help. John Cook chairs a support group for growers whose orchards have been hit by PSAV. He says they're handling the stress in different ways. Some growers have been able to cope um, superbly. Some growers have um, demonstrated thoughts and processes that have been sort of very hard to sort of extract from them. And you know, a lot of people just go into a quiet sort of reticent mindset. We've just tried to maintain contact with those people, try and keep them focused on what needs to be done, keep them interested in what's actually going on. And, and I have to say, as a grower in that situation, it's damned hard to um, maintain a positive attitude about things. So in, in essence, um, all of us are sort of helping each other through this process. Jenny Natush from Pongakawa Valley says attending meetings to learn more about PSA has helped reduce her stress level. Working through it with some close friends has helped us. Helping to understand what we're actually dealing with can give us a sense of having a little bit more control. It's probably illusionary at this stage, but that has helped. I've taken up bridge in the last year, and you have to concentrate on that, so that gives me a night out now and then. Yes, and I'll just go out and puddle around in the garden for a few hours, put my head down and, and not look at the orchard. Robbie Ellison says the past six months have been an emotional roller coaster. Some days I think, yes, we will definitely get on top of this and life will go on. And some days I think, hmm, you know, will I have an orchard in, in four years' time, five years' time? And it's that uncertainty that, you know, that plays on your mind a bit. I've been a grower all my life. We've had some pretty difficult situations financially, but also on the orchard at times. You know, that's just the way horticulture is. It throws up some, some curveballs just about every year, some years more than others. And this is, this is a particularly bad curveball, but... Um, Life will go on and, and I'm sure that we will get through it one way or another. It might mean a, a change of direction or 
change of variety or a change of some description, but that's life, isn't it? And in this age, change is, is more and more rapid as time goes by. Julie Smith owns a PSA free block of green organic kiwi fruit about five kilometres from Tipuki, but has neighbours with infected orchards. She opens up her house every Friday night for growers who want to share their problems and let off a bit of steam. There's been lots of stress and um, we just have to be careful. Stress can be a killer as well and so we have to have ways and means of being able to vent that and yes, a few gin and tonics drunk I have to say. When we get the neighbours together everyone brings sort of a supper and um, that's hilarious because um, they want to keep going with that regardless of the PSA meeting so you know you, you have to have some light in that as well. But yeah I think um, we're all very frightened is an underlying emotion, um, the fear, and then you've got to deal with it once you get um, the disease. Julie Smith says with harvesting due to start on her orchard and those of her neighbours very soon, she's been encouraging them to reduce the risk of PSA spreading by working together. We've got a neighbour um, in charge of a picking gang. He's going to pick all our orchards and we each providing a tractor or machinery. So we're working together. Also the hygienes, um, you know, we've got portable border blasters and we're really conscious about the hygiene and that's more easily controlled in a close-knit uh, neighbourhood. Eastpac is the second largest post-harvest operator in Bay of Plenty with pack houses and cool stores near Te Puki, Apotiki and Edgecombe. It expects to pack about 19 million trays of kiwi fruit this year. The chief executive, Tony Hawkins, says the company is making every effort to limit the spread of PSA. Each time a piece of fruit comes into a bin, that bin is blown out first and then it's washed and sanitised before it's sent out to another orchard. Also, we are trying to minimise any cross-contamination between regions by excluding any fruit from the Tipuki area being packed in either our um, Edgecombe or Apotiki sites. We certainly like to be able to shift fruit around the various sites, but I think that the prerequisite of us ensuring that we don't spread the disease or, or lessen the chance of it spreading is more important than a few logistical issues that we may have back at the packhouse level. Carol Gunn chairs the Tipuki Community Board and owns a gift shop in the main street. She says it's hard to quantify what economic effect PSA has had on the town over the past six months. From a retailer's point of view, I think that the economic downturn has had a major part in the economy of Tipuki rather than the PSA, and I think it's just been compounded by the PSA. Um, so it's just about bedding down where we are now and trying not to be negative. We've got to be positive because there isn't actually anything as a retailer I can do. All I can do is provide the best service I can for my customers and to have the best product for them at an affordable price. Focus Tipuki represents the interests of all local retailers. The coordinator, Mark Boyle, says the possibility of PSA having a negative effect on the economy is still at the back of people's minds. Orchards, pack houses, prime employment area in the Bay of Plenty, that really is the economic driver that enables the service businesses in town to, to operate, to service people that work in that industry who live in Tipuki. Uh, as well as the farming and the sector and, and the meatworks, which is out at Ringiuru, which is, a, again, a prime employer for Tipuki. Stan Robb from PGG Rights and Real Estate in Tipuki is in no doubt as to the impact. Prior to PSA, there was more interest in kiwi fruit because of the release of these new varieties. It was a huge amount of inquiry from not only existing orchardists, but from investors. There was interest from overseas 
Yeah, everything was looking very, very good. Even up to the week preceding PSA being announced, we had $26 million worth of contracts in place that were all due to go within two weeks. As soon as it was announced, every deal fell over. Stan Robb says since November, orchard sales have all but dried up and any potential buyers are very cautious. People that haven't been able to afford or buy an orchard over the last even 10 years and now they perceive that there are bargains out there. A lot of vendors would look at a price 20% less than what we were marketing for prior to PSA. But unfortunately, the banks are basically saying 50% lower. You know, nobody's going to look at that. The Bank of New Zealand is one of the major financial players in the kiwifruit industry. It commands a 37% share of the lending business to growers, post-harvest operators and Zespri. The National Agribusiness Manager Richard Bowman says it's difficult to gauge whether PSA has reduced the financial interest growers have in the orchards. Because the market for orchards at the moment is pretty much non-existent, the, the comfort we gain is that the, the, the revenues derived from the orchards are still very good and um, we're cash flow lenders and the orchards that, that we deal with have an ability to, to repay their loans from cash, not rely on, on, the, on a capital appreciation or a balance sheet to create wealth for themselves. So I think that, that's a really important point for us as a bank and enables us to continue to, to, to support the industry. Richard Bowman says PSA hasn't dampened the bank's confidence in kiwifruit growing. We've always taken a long-term view. I think um, if it was in a climatic impact or something, a market impact totally unrelated to, to PSA, then I think it's something that the industry is going to be able to, going to, be able to comprehend and get, get over. However, if, if PSA turned out to be a, a much greater impact than we perhaps currently comprehend, well then, then I guess every participant in the industry is going to be looking at what their involvement is going to be in the industry. Zespri's Chief Executive Lane Jager says PSA and kiwifruit isn't a big issue for supermarket buyers and fruit distributors in Japan and South Korea, with whom he had meetings last month people just verifying that there won't be any impact on crop volumes uh, for this year, as in fact there won't be. Um, you know, we, we've got a, a good gold crop, a good green crop, uh, big crops uh, in both counts. The latest figures from Kiwifruit Vine Health show that more than 1,200 orchards have been tested for PSA. It's been confirmed on 229, with over 80% of them in the Tipuki region. The general manager, John Burke, says almost half the 1,378 hectares of infected orchards have the virulent or V-strain of the disease. 66 growers have removed a total of 87 hectares of vines, most of them the gold variety. He says KVH has paid out almost $8 million in compensation, but expects it to reach about $15 million once all contracts with growers have been settled. John Burke says it's anyone's guess how many more hectares will have to be cut out, if PSA manifests itself in spring when there's new vine growth. Tony Hawkins says Eastpac is planning for the worst-case scenario. As a company, we're planning potentially for 20% less fruit this time next year. It's major. I think you've got to be proactive and you've got to look at all types of scenarios. Um, there will be less work simply because we'll be packing 20% less fruit. So it is serious. Peter Ombler from New Zealand Kiwifruit Growers says growers all share the fear of what may happen in spring. But there's also cautious optimism that efforts plant and food scientists are putting in to finding effective measures to fight PSA will produce positive results. That insight was written and presented by Hugh Chappelle.